This podcast is for mature adults and may contain explicit language. The members of this podcast opinions are solely based on their experiences, interactions, and life situations. It does not reflect the views of everyone. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, what's up? You are listening to Lee Peepte uh, with the topic Queen. And today I have a special guest with me and it's actually family and she goes by the name of Zaire Davis. So welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes, of course. You guys remember you can follow us at we peeped it first at gmail.com. You can follow us also on social media, Instagram and Twitter at we peeped it first at gmail.com and just stay up to date with what we have going on. And I know we have an event coming on, but I know things is kind of things are kind of funny with coronavirus. So I kind of will just keep you posted as we figure out what the heck is going on um, with this virus. And hopefully by that date, things will clear up. So just make sure you follow us on our social media to see <laughs> what's happening with that. So how are you doing? Um, what have you been up to? I'm good. I'm really good. I just moved back home. Um, right now I'm stuck in the house, actually. <laughs> kind kind oh, of bored. Yes. I can't, right. can't work or go anywhere. So um, I feel like I'm trying to, like, you know, get life started. But this coronavirus is really just putting everything on pause. It really got me just in an awkward spot, along with everybody else. But... Yes, I feel it. And I can only imagine with, you know, somebody who has just graduated, you know, college and, you know, you're kind of enjoying yourself and have fun because you've worked so hard to, you know, get through school and to get through that process. So it's like you want to have some time to have fun for yourself, but you also are, you know, career hunting and searching. So I can imagine doing a time like that, like this, it's very difficult. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is. And the thing is, like, I don't really like working. I don't think, I don't think anybody does, but (laughs) now it's, it's like, there's nowhere to go. Like I already like being in the house, but now it's like the house is my only option. And I feel like I'm, I'm taking this thing kind of seriously. Like I know people, you know, doing house parties and hanging out and stuff. I'm not trying to get sick. So it's like, it sucks just being in the house, not being able to go anywhere. Like there's a difference between being in the house because you want to be in the house and being in the house because you can't go anywhere else. Wow. Right. No, I I completely I know, I get that. I completely understand that. It's it's one thing to be like, okay, like you said, I'm a homebody, so I just like to stay at home. But when it's kind of like you're told mm-hmm. to do it or there's this big mm-hmm. pandemic going on and you know like you don't really have a choice, you don't have an option, there's nothing to do out there, and you have to stay inside right. versus you just willingly willingly saying, like, hey, I just want to kick back, I just want to relax, I don't want to go out today. Now it's just like yeah. Okay, we're just trapped in the house, like, with nothing. You try to stay productive, but no, I, I really do get that. It can be, be very tough, be very um, challenging. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So tell the people where you graduated um, from school and kind of what that experience was like. Because I know when you first started college, you were mm-hmm. going to school in Nevada, correct? And then yes, you made the decision. Yes. You made the decision to transfer um, school. So I think that story is kind of interesting. So kind of yeah. tell um, our audience like why you made the decision to switch school. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So um, I grew up in Ripon, California. So it's you know this small, um, mostly Caucasian town. Um, and I knew I was going to go to school. Like my grades were okay. You know, I've always been like a A student, maybe a couple of B's there. Um, but right. I was the smartest in the class. So I knew I was going to college, didn't know what I wanted to do, but it just kind of seemed like it was the next step. Um, 
so I applied to all these schools and I got into the University of Nevada, Reno, which is exactly a three hour drive away from my house. And I'm not even going to really say like I wanted to go there. It was just kind of like I got in. Um, I had good enough grades. So even though it was out of state, um, Nevada has this thing, the, the school in Nevada, um, where they you could do in-state tuition if you have a certain ACT score um, and, and, you know, like good enough grades, I guess. So it, it wasn't super expensive. And it was like, OK, shoot, I guess I'll go. And then I was like, OK. Um, so I went and I was studying broadcast journalism. And I, I wouldn't say like my experience was horrible. It, I, I tried to make the best of it. I made friends, um, tried to get the most out of my classes, but it was the same as being here in Ripon. Like I've got classes with 200 kids and I'm the only black person. Um, and right. I just realized, yeah. And I just, I just realized like in my head, I kind of thought college, like the way I kind of visualized it would be just kind of getting away, like, you know, a different world. Like that's really just kind of what I imagined. Um, and so when I got to UNR, it wasn't like I didn't have fun. I went to football games, hung out, but it was like, dang, like this really isn't the experience I wanted. And I'm paying thousands of dollars to be here. Um, so my second year, you know, I, I had a bunch of friends from like the blessing organization and everything. And we would just always talk about how we wanted to go to a historically black college uh, or university, like all the time. Like, Thanks. We were at Spelman. This wouldn't be happening or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and it was just to the point where it was like, it was really bothering me. And I was like, shoot, like, if I'm going to complain about it, there's no point in complaining if I'm not going to try and change it. Like, this is my experience. Uh, right. So I reached out to my parents and I was like, you know what? I really want to transfer. And my mom was like, yeah, that's not happening. Uh, and I was like, okay. Um, and then my dad was like, well, you know, if you're really serious about it, you know, you're going to have to apply. You're going to have to, you know, look up school. Um, there's no HBCUs on the West Coast at all. They're all on the East Coast. Right. Um, and I was like, okay, whatever. So I started, you know, to look up a list, started to apply, you know, we're in California, all these schools are on the East Coast or on the East Coast or, you know, down in the South, which is a three hour time difference. So I have to wake up early, call the school, see if I could get my financial aid, um, you know, transferred over, see how much school's even costing because I am broke. Um, and I ended up getting into a bunch of them, but Delaware State University, one of the schools I really wasn't even thinking about because where is Delaware? Um, they, they gave me money, took all my financial aid and transferred all of my credit. So it kind of just worked out. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. Um, I took a little visit. I, I met family that I had never met before. Um, they reached out to me while I was over there. My grandfather on my dad's side, his brother lives right in Maryland. So they reached out when I moved over there. Um, it helped me move in. And it seemed I had some relatives that had gone to the school and it really just was the biggest leap of faith. Like everybody was like, where's Delaware? What's in Delaware? And I really didn't even know. I just knew I wanted something different. Um, so I went out there and I feel like my whole college experience, all four years, I just feel like I got everything I needed out of it. Uh, so I finished in December and now I'm back home in California trying to figure it all out from the house. But it was, it was just a leap of faith and it really, really, really just worked out being like the biggest blessing ever. So um super grateful. So yeah, that's kind of my story. And you do make a, I was listening to you and you make a really good point because you talked about how there's not any, you know, HBCUs in the West Coast. That needs to happen. I feel like that change needs to happen. <laughs> that would be oh, very yeah, cool definitely. if there was definitely, an HBCU in the West Coast. Because people would go, but you shouldn't have to move your whole life across the country to get that experience, you know? Right. Um, right. They're just not here. Very true. Exactly. Um, I agree. So what was your favorite part um, about attending uh, Delaware State 
university? Um, what, did you, what did you like about going to school there for people for people who are considering, you know, going to HBCU or kind of contemplating what their choices are? You know, right? What can you what can you tell them about that school if that might be possibly a school on their list? Yeah, definitely. So I feel like um, you know, at UNR clearly the school I think we had when I went there it was um maybe 2500 kids like clearly i did not know everybody in my class it was a very big school del state was a super small school um there was only 8000 students at the school so you know it was just different um so i felt like in all of my classes i got to know my professors super well like able to whenever i need a letter of recommendation they know who i am and i can email or text um and i'm not just you know a face to them that was a plus um and also I feel like just being able to have resources, like when I went to UNR, I had to take diversity credits and there were 50, there were 50 classes offered, but not one was African-American anything. It was like Chinese genocide or, you know, like you have to take diversity credits, but there was nothing learning about African-American anything. So when right, I got so, to DSU. Right. That's very ironic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when I got to DSU, it was like it was required to take like African-American music, African-American literature, African-American something. Um, and, you know, I feel like because everybody was black and had been attending you, uh, DSU, they were just like, oh, OK. But for me, it was like, dang, like you actually we actually get to take, you know, a, a class about black people. That's something you don't really realize is a privilege until right. you don't have that option and you're, you're going to have to pay for it regardless. So right. I, I felt like that was just really really cool like it was something I was excited to learn about because I, I would have had to take that class anywhere so that was really exciting right and now you mentioned you know you're from Ripon and obviously it's not too many people of color from that area was any of this mm -hmm. a culture was any of it a culture shock to you when you started to go to school um, or, or did you feel like you kind of just meshed and you you fit in easily I felt I, I well okay so when I first got there um my, my dad actually came, he flew with me. I, um, and, and, uh, I had to do my transfer orientation and then he was like, okay, bye. And I was like, wait, where are you going? He right. Like, I have, I have work tomorrow. And I was like, oh my God. Um, and at first it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, like I didn't fit in. It was just, I didn't know anybody. Like I came mm -hmm. in as a junior. I wasn't a freshman where everybody knows, like, you have no friends, you're new. Everybody already kind of has their click, you know, as right. an upperclassman. Um, right. So I just kind of forced myself, like, like I, I'm a theater person, that's my mind. So I joined, like, the theater club, you know, stuff like that to make friends and be, like, kind of doing something productive. But you're talking about culture change. Um, I feel like it's just, well, I wouldn't say I didn't fit in. No, 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 yeah, I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't say I didn't fit in, but there was just things that I felt like I, I, I was learning about a lot. Like I've mm -hmm. never eaten Car Caribbean food. And okay. a lot of the students that went to DSU were either from Delaware, DC, New York, or New mm -hmm. Jersey. Um, mm -hmm. So we had a lot of like Caribbean students and African students and they, they eat a lot of food, but like I've never heard of. And a lot of them ate food that like I've never heard of. Like in our family, you know, we eat like gumbo and black eyed peas on New Year's. Right, so like right. my norms, my norms and traditions weren't their norms. So that was, it wasn't weird, but it was just kind of eye opening to me. Like, Oh, well you're black and we don't eat the same thing. Right. Um, it just, it kind of expanded my horizon. Yeah. 
Right. Like we all look the same, but we come from very different backgrounds, come from very right. very different dynamics. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's cool to see. You joined a sorority. So um, let's tell our audience like why, why you made the decision to um, join a sorority and what's your background with that? Yeah. So, um, so I am a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, and my mom is also a member. And my grandma on my dad's side who passed away when I was little was also a member. So I, I'm definitely biased. Um, but yeah, my mom was always like, you're going to be adopted with me, you know, girl. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I didn't really care, you know, like in high school or anything. Um, but then when I did get older, like when I got to UNR, um, and I was, you know, all the girls were pledging sororities, there were all the white girl sororities. And I realized like, right when I got there, I was just not interested at all. Um, and, and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I would love to be a Delta, but I didn't know if I was transferring at the time. Um, so when I did, when I did get to, uh, DSU, it, there, there was all sororities in the, the Divine Nine. So there were AKAs mm-hmm. and s and Zetas um, and Deltas. So I just kind of made sure I did all of my research and went to programs. Um, and the Deltas at DSU were just so friendly and so fun. And they were always doing community service and, you know, reaching out. And I was like, okay. Like, it wasn't like, okay, just because my mom's telling me I'm going to do it. It was like, okay, now I really want to do it for me. Um, oh, that's good. I like that. Instead yeah. Of just yeah. Being like, oh, it's just a family thing, and I just want to do it because I just want to pass it along to the next person. No, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and when I went to UNR, there was only Deltas. Like, that was the only black sorority. There was, and there was only, like, four of them. So it was kind of like, dang, like, that's the only place to go to. But, you right. know, at DSU, there was more options. So I tried to make sure, you know, and my dad was really open. He was like, you don't have to be a Delta. Just put your mom's Delta. Like, make sure you research all the stories. You want to do something else? Do something else. But, and I felt like, like, I'm glad I crossed over there. Um, right. Because I did get to research and see all of the other sororities. And then it was like, okay, Delta is definitely my choice. So it was really, really a good decision that I really, truly feel like I made for myself, uh, regardless of my background. Right. That's good. I mean, from like your Instagram and your post, you look like you had a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. Doing it's Delta fun. And, you know, it's I can tell that you're really happy with the choice you made in um transferring school. So I think that's very awesome. <laughs> yeah, Deb, I really and I'm telling you, Leandra, like when I was going over there, I remember I told my grandma, I was like, I'm moving to Delaware. She's like, I'm moving to where? And I was like, right. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I did not know what I was doing, but I yeah. was over there in the first like month. I was so homesick. I missed my family, but I didn't, I'm like the type of person, like if I'm going through it, I'm not going to tell anybody. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to make the best of this experience. Like it's not going to be fun if I don't make it fun. Um, and it, and it just, it just worked out. So it, it was fun. It was cool. Right. And you've major in communications, correct? Yes, okay, so yes, that's the same major as me. So cool. <laughs> Welcome to the communication club. <laughs> so what have you been doing communication wise? I know you have a YouTube channel and I got mm-hmm. I got to, you know, scope that out a little bit. Are you pretty active on there? Or are you still kind of trying no. to find your find your groove with that? I'm not. And I'm I'm really embarrassed to say that I'm not <laughs> active on it at all. And it's really sad because I like making videos. Um I like writing, I like doing all that stuff. Uh I started my YouTube channel last summer and i kept talking about it kept talking about it kept talking about it and i was like just do it it's free like just just do the youtube channel and it was so fun but then the semester started um and i was like okay uh, i'll get back to it and then the semester was over 
Um, so there's no excuse for how in- inactive I have been. I know I need to get back in there, but and I'm, I'm in my house. There's no excuse at all. Um, no, I have not been active, but I, I'll, I'll get back in there. But I, I, mass communication wise, I've just been kind of like writing stuff on my own. Um, I bought a journal, so I'm like oh, nice. writing about this. Yeah, just writing about this. Um, being stuck in the house and everything. But the YouTube, I I need to be better on that. Right. No, I get it. Especially once you're busy in school, especially I, I can imagine your last semester probably was very yeah. busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing about YouTube. It's not doing it that's hard. It's just being on top of it, like being consistent. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. Consistency is very important. But what do you think it is, it is that you want to do with your uh, communication degree? Okay. So I'm I'm going to tell you my life story. I don't know. Okay. So when I was at UNR, um, my major was broadcast journalism, and then when I got to DSU, it converted to mass communications, um, and then my emphasis was TV, radio, and film. Um, so I feel like I'm a pretty good writer. That's, that's kind of like my strong point, but journalism itself, like news and all that, I am not interested at all. Like, like I always thought I'd be a reporter or something one day. And now I'm just like, yeah, no. So I think what I <laughs> yeah. want, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, this, it's depressing. I'm not into it. Um, so now I think I'm, I'm, my plan is I, I think I want to, um, study like, like TV entertainment, like, like script writing or directing or something and just kind okay. of, yeah, like, like be able to be creative. Like right. I, I'm only, I, I get burnt out so easily. Like journalism classes, like I can do it. I can pass it, but am I having fun? No, right. no, um, it is a lot so, of work and you have, you, yeah, you have to discipline yourself. Cause I did journalism yeah, in school as well. Yeah. And you're always on the go so it's like you have to be very organized and and i feel like you really have to be passionate about it yeah um no but i also but i also i also feel like a mass communications degree is very flexible like people be like you're not gonna make money and i'm like okay you can shut up um but i feel like it's but (laughs) i I feel if you use it to your advantage you know resumes Mm -hmm. are all about wording um i feel like you can always fall back on that and, and and find a job somewhere so that's yes. what I'm trying I mean, to do. Like you said, if you know how to finesse your way around the system and you know how to network, there's definitely things out there that you can do. And there's always people looking for people who have majored in communications in terms of definitely. media, writing. Like You can use it to your advantage in so many things. And even if your career, your job is not directly related to communications, companies mm-hmm. are still looking for people who are versatile. Oh, and definitely. have those type of skill sets because, you know, they're looking for young, innovative people and how they can help change or mold their company into something different, something new, you know, something that's fresh. Right. So I, no, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. News isn't going anywhere. So. Right. <laughs> We're going to be jobs open. Right. <laughs> so coronavirus, we're stuck in the house. <laughs> um. <laughs> And you said that this is kind of tough. It's kind of challenging and what not for you, not what for you. How do you think you will be different once hopefully this is all over soon? Do you think 
Has this taught you anything? Because this is the question that I've been going around just asking people. What has this taught you? Why we're taking this time to be stuck in the house and reflect and think. <laughs> what has what what has this moment taught you? What will you learn <laughs> from this? That, no, that's a, that's a, that's an awesome question. Um, one. When did this? When did this start? Maybe like ten days ago. Like the first mm-hmm. four days, I was like, okay, this is a blessing because it's time to like get my shit together. <laughs> Right. Uh, so you know, you know, you have that to do list where you never have time to get to it, but you're like, when I have time, I need to do this, like my taxes, you know, whatever. Right. Um, it was nice because I took a day. The first day I think this started after the NBA shut down, and I finished that to do list. Um, I think it gave me one a lot of time to check in with people. Um, you know, when you're thinking about, oh, I need to reach out to so and so or see how a mom doing or whatever. Um, right. I, I felt like this also gave me the time to like call my grandma or call my grandpa, like, you know, like make time mm-hmm. to go over there, like things you're thinking that you need to do. The coronavirus kind of made me just do it. And three, um, every morning when I wake up, because I, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I've been cheating. I go outside. I, I go on walks around like the park and stuff. Cause I can't be well, in that's my house okay. As long as you're, you know, practicing the social distancing, it's okay to get, we all have to get a little fresh air. to, to no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I go by myself, but I am outside. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? I've really just been talking to God, like just, just about anything. And I talk to him, like I'm a friend, like I'd be like, God, where are you going to send me a man? Like, you know, um, but like, but, but like we're right. talking, you know, so it's like mm-hmm. every single morning, it's like, I'm not doing anything else. So it's really kind of just been eye opening. I feel like, like time to really focus on the good stuff. Like, like read my Bible. It's sitting right there next to my desk. I never read it. What else am I doing? You know? Right. Um, so I feel like it's really given me a lot of time to prioritize, check in on people, check in on myself, um, pray, do yoga, you know, like walk Mm -hmm. around like just take a second to breathe um and I feel like it's really kind of shaped my my just just kind of shaped my focus I guess you're asking like what have I what have I Mm -hmm. taken away from it just kind of you know re this is literally the time to regroup and reprioritize so I feel like after that it's just kind of like I need to remember the things that are actually important not work not school not this not that not the materialistic things like what really matters and and people are dying so it's like right check in with people like really check in like how are you doing you know how is your family like that's right. important like make the call like check on your friends um i feel like that's something i took away mm-hmm. right <laughs> right now i completely agree my whole take on this thing is i'm like so many companies and so many businesses have you know shut down people have been forced to either oh, stop, yeah. stop working or work from home. And how I look at it is how I look at it is, well, damn, all these companies are making their employees and whatnot work from home. It makes you realize how we really could operate as a country. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really have to go to work and be stuck in a building from nine to five. We you can really operate your company remotely. And just think That's about true. the better work life balance we would have if that we had those true. options to work from home, like you now, like you're forced to work from home. Like you have to, like your business can't be open if it's not essential. So it just goes right. to show that if you really wanted to operate your company this way, you could, so many people could work, you know, from home without a problem. Like you really could run your business. Definitely. <laughs> no, you really could. Like it just shows alternatives. Right. 
And just imagine how many more people would be more enthusiastic about getting up to do their job and to do work. Right. <laughs> Being able to spend time with their family and friends. Exactly. So I think it's just that's like a, a wake up call to everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a good, that's a good point. And I know you mentioned something about um, when we're talking student loans kind of being a scam. So what is your take? What is your take on that? Did you have to take out loans and stuff? Or are you a person that doesn't really believe in the whole loan thing? Yes, I did take out loans. Yes, Mm -hmm. I did. (laughs) Okay. Um, And that's the thing. I kind of want to go back to school. But if I do go back to school, there are going to be more loans taken out. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really just been it's really just been reflection. I mean, they're talking about, you know, student loan forgiveness and everything, right. which I, I, I feel like it, it'd be amazing. Like someone took away my loans, but I, I don't know. I just feel like school in general, you know, <laughs> you look at all of these schools, they tell you go to school, you know, as the only <laughs> way to succeed, but then they make it impossible to afford. So it's, I don't, I, I truly don't know what the right answer is. At all, like I have mm-hmm. loans, I have to pay back. Like, right? But I, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I know Bernie Sanders is talking about the student loan forgiveness, and that's why he'll probably get my vote. But I, <laughs> right. I just feel like it's kind of sad that they tell students to go to all these, you know, great schools and do all these great programs, and then they make it impossible to afford. And then it's like you want to be optimistic and tell yourself it's not that you can't get in; it's just they're an arm and a leg to pay for. And I, I don't, I don't have real money yet. Like I just graduated, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> no, I don't, I, 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 right. don't. Like, I, right. I can go buy groceries. I can't buy a car, you know, like I, I don't mm-hmm. have that type of money. Cause right. so it's like, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, right. it's very, it's very discouraging. Um, uh, the price of school, especially when it feels like, you know, going through high school and elementary school, they tell you going, getting a higher education is the only way you're going to succeed, but it's impossible to afford especially if you want to do it independently on your own. Right. No, I agree. Um, you know, fortunately for me, when I was going to school and when um, I was completing school for the four or whatever, five years I was in there to get my bachelor's, mm-hmm. I didn't have to take out any loans. I, loans. I was fortunate to get grants, which obviously you don't have to give the grants back. And then I had like a little mini scholarship. So I like, I can only imagine what people are going through have to pay back thousands, thousands of dollars because they took it out in student loans. And so in a sense, this is what I always say. I always say that school and college is not for everybody because realistically, you know, college is supposed to be for the elites, right? People who have money and stuff like that. So it's very, it's hard and it's tough. So on the flip side, it's like, yeah, you're telling people go to school, get a good education. And then when you come out of school, you can barely get a job and you're searching around for months and months and months, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. even years until you really land that solid job. Unless you know somebody specifically who can open up those doors for you. It can be very tough for people who have just graduated school. And I'm, I can (laughs) speak to that, you know, in a test to that like it's very challenging and it's like and it can be depressing like you have to find ways to motivate yourself to keep going and to keep pushing because it's like you're spending that money for school and then it's like well really what's the return i might get anything back i'm paying you all this money and i still don't have a job (laughs) you know 
here, okay, take out this loan and go to school because you'll get the job. But then you're not giving the jobs to people who have the degrees. You're telling people, go get these degrees, go get these degrees. And you want educated mm-hmm. people working for you. But then you're not giving us Mm-hmm. those jobs so in a sense it can be a scam but then on the flip side there are times where that degree that little piece of paper can help you get into certain yes. you know companies so i feel like That's true. i'm 50 50 on that sometimes you're like oh my degree came in handy today and then on the other on the other <laughs> side of that you're like well what the fuck is happening you know why haven't i been able to find a job or how come i don't get the job that I want that's yeah. paying money so I can live at least, at least a comfortable life. Right. So I, I don't knock anybody who's just like, I can't do the school thing. I can't afford it. I don't want to be spending that money. It's just not for me. And then I don't knock the people who are like, well, I want to go to school. I want to get the education because hopefully one day it will pay off. But the times Definitely. we're living in, sometimes that that's, that's hard. That's tricky. <laughs> Definitely. And then it's like what you just said, like, you know, it being convenient and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. like, well, despite, you know, us being in the times we're in with this coronavirus, right? these non-essential jobs, like the grocery store workers, you know, everybody doing all the stuff, construction, mm-hmm. whatever, the people who are still keeping the country going, whether or not they have degrees, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, those like, are the oh, people no, that I we need like, right now. <laughs> yeah, like everybody just has the same value, you know, at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Like, because I don't know. I just feel like the lady at Savemar is just as important as the person in the corporate office. Um, no, that's very true. We need toilet paper. So it's, right. just, it's, it's a lot of, I no, don't know, that's, it's a lot of thinking. No, that's very true. And then you have people out there who power trip and they take their titles mm-hmm. to their head. And it's not mm-hmm. about having a title it's about performing your job to the best of your ability or if you have those skill set for that specific job then you need to excel in it but just because you have a certain title whatever doesn't mean that you're better than the next person or you're less of or you know superior and superior to that next person because you're a grocery clerk you know, at Target and you're the CEO of this company. Well, depending on what type of company you are. And if you're a CEO, you might be kind of irrelevant right now because guess what? Like (laughs) we don't need you. You can't do nothing right now. (laughs) Exactly. And so that just kind of brings me to my question. Um, I don't know why we live in a uh, world where we're just, we're so caught up with uh, celebrities and we treat celebrities like they're the only ones that are important or, of value when there's real people yeah. out here who are really struggling. It's absolutely ridiculous. I just don't yeah, understand. Making <laughs> and making a difference. Right. And I feel like this whole thing, I, I'm not as much on Instagram as much as I am on Twitter. Like Twitter mm-hmm. is how I get my news, I hate to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so negative. Like one, it's like people have no filters. Like people have to just say whatever they want about with whoever they want. And two, it's like social media. I mean, I just feel like my my New Year's resolution, be happy in real life. Like, it doesn't matter how many likes you get or what you're doing or what people think you're doing or how happy they successful they think you do. Because no matter what you say, Instagram and Twitter, everybody makes that stuff a competition. Um, right, but the right. goal is really to be happy in real life. Like that shit does not matter. Those celebrities don't matter. They are real people just like you, no matter how much work they get done or how much money they have or what label they're wearing. This stuff right now shows that that stuff does not matter like at all. 
it, it just doesn't. So I feel like, well, going back to your earlier question about like what has, you know, this time being inside taught, it's like those labels, that stuff, social media, the feed, the negativity, everybody saying stuff, posting whatever. It really doesn't matter. Like, it's fun. It is fun to post. It's fun to do the captions, you know. It's fun to keep up with people. But, right. like, don't let that shit get sucked into your head. Like, you really got to be happy in real life. And I know, like, just coming out of college where people are really depressed, a lot of people aren't happy in real life. And it's like there's this persona that, you know, oh, I got to post this picture with the right filter and da-da-da-da-da. But, like, you're literally sitting in your room sad and miserable. But you're posting over here pictures to show that you're not. So I feel like, you know, like what you were talking about earlier, um, mm-hmm. was this coronavirus tie or whatever. Like people need to recheck in themselves, regroup, um, reprioritize and really find the elements and keys and like make you happy. Cause this social media stuff, people get way too sucked in, like not let it own you. It's not that deep. Use it for networking and connecting and, you know, stuff, but like, you know what I mean? But people really use it to like live their life right no people have to use that platform the right way and people just get so complacent and so comfortable being on there bullshitting around Mm -hmm. which is why i said like use this time to put effort into what it whatever it is you love whatever it is you think you're gonna you want to do we might not be able to go anywhere but use this fucking time i mean at least use some of the time i'm not saying all eight hours a day you have to go crazy but Use part of this time to stay productive. No, I agree with you. And it's funny that you even say that because I'm scrolling down on Instagram or Twitter today and somebody, you know, made this reference or was talking about something and was saying, well, I'm not going to sit here and argue with somebody who doesn't even have a lot of uh, followers. And I thought to myself, well, that is just such an asinine statement to make that you're really just concerned about how many followers you have and you think that you're really more important because you have more followers than the next person or you think you're more intellectual because you have more followers. At the end of the day, that's not what makes you a smart person. So, <laughs> you know, a lot not. of people just don't have the common sense. That's not what makes you a genuine human being just because you it have doesn't. a certain amount of followers. So I think people need to get that type I think people need to throw that type of mentality away so many people get stuck in that way of thinking and it's just like you're not really even doing anything out there yeah. in the real world like you're you're so stuck in this virtual world yeah. that nobody really even knows like nobody even really knows who you are in real life yeah. and you can't even communicate or talk to people face to face in real it, life because exactly. you're so stuck in your own little bubble because people put you on this pedestal on social media but when you step out into the real world you don't know how to react or you don't know how to take rejection that's what i'm saying (laughs) and that's the thing that's the thing people don't know how to like communicate anymore in real Mm -hmm. life like the real world like and i kind of like this coronavirus like pull up at my house if you want to talk you know what i'm saying like people just go through text and people just go through twitter and instagram and be saying whatever um, and it, 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 I don't know. I just feel like people's self-esteem and stuff. Like, oh, I gotta have filter. I gotta have this and the lace front is 40 inches and da 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 da. Cause that's right. what someone so is wearing. And right. it, it's just, it's not that deep. It's really not. Like it, it, that stuff, the materialistic stuff, the body stuff, that does not mean anything. If you're truly don't have peace on the inside, like it's not worth it. It's not that serious. Um, right. 
You know, that can't be uh, your val that can't be a valid excuse or a valid rebuttal, whatever it is that you want to call it when you're having a conversation with somebody or you call yourself communicating with somebody. Well, I'm not gonna talk to you because you know what? You don't even have any followers. That to me, that just sounds like you're not a person of substance. We're gonna sit here and argue about how many followers we have, really. You gotta have something better to talk about. <laughs> right. This is what we're really arguing about, following and likes, and you know. That's why I kind of liked that I heard. Well, I don't know if they're going to continue with it, but um, how Instagram or whoever said that they were going to get rid of the follows and the They likes. did say that. I heard that. They, I did hear that. So I'm like, Instagram, when is, when is that happening? This will be the time to do it. People this would is, lose their minds. The <laughs> this is the time to do it. No, really. Just imagine how things would change if that wasn't such a big factor. And the thing is, Leandra, I just got this brand new phone like today. Um, I was setting it up and I have all these contacts. I've had the same number since sixth grade. Um, and, you know, when I was younger, you know, had the little flip phone. I had like backup assistant. So I have contacts in here since I was you, literally like 12. Um, and I'm like, why do I have all these contacts? Like, I don't talk to anybody. Right. Uh, and that's how <laughs> I feel about Instagram. Just because someone comments on your picture or whatever they don't know me. Like right. they are not my friend. Like we don't talk mm-hmm. in real life and not even on some like, fuck you. Type. No, 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 no. But it's like, I just feel like people get so caught up in this virtual world. And yeah. like, we need to go back to talking to people in real life because there's times when I'm in class or whatever and niggas don't know how to speak. Like don't <laughs> know how to use real yeah. words. Like no cap. Like I need you to say a sentence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like, I just feel like people caught up in the wrong stuff. And that might work now. But everybody's talking about they want generational wealth and want to make it. You're not going to get anywhere if you don't know how to make eye contact and speak to people and be present. And a lot of these, right. these people do not know how to do that. And it's really, really, really just unfortunate. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's really sad to see what people's morals and values are like on Instagram. I've just seen all this stuff. Like I would never post that. Like imagine if my mother saw me posting that, like, or saying mm-hmm. this, like people be saying things that they would not say or do in real life. So right. I don't know. Like you said, the Instagram, no likes. I feel like that's a step in the right direction. Cause people are just so caught up in the wrong stuff. Like go get a job or go, go <laughs> do, could you go do community service, something you Right, you caught up in the wrong stuff. Not that serious. That's interesting. You're ahead of your time because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people, you know, around your age, a lot of people who you went to school with who are completely the opposite. Like they're, you know, you're focused on just the wrong thing. (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like I've always kind of been a little sore thumb. Like I can be in the mix, you know, like I can have fun, I could turn up. But like I said, I'm a homebody. Like I grew up liking to read I'd rather read books than go to a party. Like I've always been Mm -hmm. the kind of nerd or whatever. Um but it's I feel like it really just kind of goes I don't know. I don't know. You just have to have that perfect balance. You have to learn how to be versatile and you have to learn how to code switch because you just talked about how people don't know how to use correct sentences or just speak to you properly (laughs) without it always having to be, you know, slang, especially if you're trying to get to know a lady and you're interested in somebody, you want to date them. It's not always just using slang or asking them what you doing. Like you said, no cap, stuff like that. Learn how to speak to somebody with class. Yeah. Like, you have to know how to code switch. 
There's there's a time and a place. You got to know how to turn it off at some point. Right. No, I completely agree with that. So yeah, we're living in an interesting, you know, time, and it's just interesting to. I think people during during a crisis like this, I think people just whenever you may be going through something in your life or something serious is happening in your life, you really get to see people's true colors and who they are. They kind of expose themselves. <laughs> that's a fact. No, that's true. Definitely is. It's like a reflection time. Yeah, you just learn that as you get older and certain things start to happen to you or major events or you go through certain milestones in life, you kind of see who's in your corner. You see who starts to act funny. Who starts to act different. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fact. So yeah, I, I feel like everybody should be using this time as personal growth time. <laughs> as personal no, growth time. Home workouts, you know, doing whatever you got to do. Um, right. It's, it's, this is literally like, I mean, it sucks because, you know, I can't go like to the taqueria. I get my tacos at, <laughs> but like... time like anything you needed to get done do whatever this is the time like you literally have time to do it um and and it's really about perspective like you can sit here and be mad about it but everybody else got it going on and and i was like the first day i was like nothing to do then i was like okay there's homeless people out there at least i have a home to go to even though like my job is shut down i'm not going to be kicked out you know like the water's still on i'm good um so it's like might as well make the most of it because it's happening to everybody. You might as well get whatever you got to get out of it done. I mean, it is what it is. I agree. I agree. Now, I heard you mention earlier, you were like, I use this time to have a better and a closer relationship with the Bible and the Lord. And you know, and you, know, you kind of mentioned that you're like, when are you going to send me the right guy? So what is, what, what is your love <laughs> life uh, looking like? Are you, in, are you, are you into dating or are you kind of just like, no, I'm just focused on myself right now. What has your experience been like okay. in your early twenties? <laughs> okay, <laughs> let that. me take a, let me take a sip of my drink. <laughs> okay. I'll take a that shot can- with you. <laughs> Well, I can tell you. Okay, so growing up, like literally, like I told you, white town, nobody was into me, and I wasn't into them either. Um, and then you know, I got to college, and I realized kind of like, like I'm not really like a, I can't just like hook up with somebody and call it. I, I can't do that. I have feelings. You know what I mean? Right. Um, well, <laughs> right. I, I do. Like, you know, my friends do whatever. I do not judge. But I was just like, you know, I know what I want. My standards are set. Like, until that happens, I don't need anybody. Like, I sleep fine at night. But leave <laughs> me alone until you, you know, you meet my list. So last year, um, I was talking to somebody, like, kind of on and off for the year. And it, and it got to a point where he was like, this isn't really what I want. Like, he basically told me, like, he, we weren't going to be serious. Like, like he was graduating. I was graduating. Clearly I'm from California. He's from the East coast. Probably wasn't going to work. Um, and I just kind of stuck around, you know, like 
waiting for him to pick me. And it really, and, and he never did. Like, we would still hang out, do whatever. But, you know, like, he was doing his own thing. And then every single time, my feelings would get hurt. But it was, it, it, it took a, like, me to dig myself into a deep hole to get out of that deep hole, if that makes sense. Um, right. You, you know, like, I was in a really insecure, like, oh, why does he like me tweeting on Twitter type <laughs> stuff? Um, and then I realized, like, like after, like, when I finally, 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 finally got over it, it was like, I was really tripping over that. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to just do my thing, you know, get my shit done until the right person finds me. Like, we're the girls. Like, they're supposed to chase us. Um, so I started <laughs> talking to somebody. I started talking to somebody in December before I graduated at DSU. Um, and he was like, whenever you come back out here, da 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 da, let me know, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, we were chilling, like we text, whatever. So January, I went back out there because it was our sorority founders day. So I'd already knew, um, that I was going back out there. I bought my tickets like months in advance, like plane tickets to come back out. Um, so I saw him, we went out a couple of times, went ice skating, you know, did whatever. Um, and I had no expectations, but I liked the boy. So we, so when I got back home, we started, you know, talking every day, FaceTime, whatever. Um, and then he asked me to like be his legit girlfriend. And I, I've never been somebody's girlfriend before, ever. Cause you know, like, <laughs> what does that mean? You know, like, you have right. to <laughs> like, you know, so I was like, right. okay, well, let's, let's just go with the flow, like be dating. You know what I mean? I, I was like, I'm not ready for any of that. Like you live over there. I live here. Even though I do go back a lot. Um, let's just, you know, take it slow. Cause I, I have stuff I'm trying to get done. I really do. So, um, I do. So, so for spring break, which was, you know, two weeks ago, he was trying to talk about coming over here, but this boy, he's still in school. So he was planning on, because he, his study is aviation. So he's trying to be a pilot. Oh, um, right. and yeah. So he was talking to me. I've never even thought about what being a pilot, like entails. I was like, what do you do? <laughs> but like, his, yeah. Cause what? But his class is like, he literally goes to an airport, you know, flies like twice a day. Da, 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 da. So he was talking about for spring break. He really wanted to fly, whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll go back over there for spring break. I just put it on my credit card. It is what it is. We can hang out. So I was just back over on the East Coast two weeks ago, hanging out with old boy. And I'm going to tell you the truth, Andre. I had a great freaking time. We went to the White House Museum. We were hanging out every day, you know, going out. Like, it was fun. Like, that young love type shit. And then I got back here. And he was, he was, I'm sitting here like, oh, the love. And then, like, I got back. And then he was talking about, you know, like, this mean, honestly, da 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 I don't know if, like, a relationship right now is what I want. I said, nigga, what? So, like, we're, like, on a pause. Like, I'm trying to respect that. And, like, yesterday he texted me. He was like, I'm trying to, you know, da -da 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 -da. I don't want to not talk to you. But I'm in an odd spot because I literally, like, the, there's nothing wrong with this boy. Like, he's literally perfect. Like, praise before he eats. Like, all of my check marks are hit. But, like, if you're literally <laughs> telling me you're not ready I feel like it would be on me, like, for you. You know, like, it's not that we don't feel it for each other, but, like, if you're telling me that, it's, like, it's my fault if I hang around and continue to get my feelings hurt when you literally are being honest, you know, and respecting enough to tell me, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, you're not ready. Yes. And I, I, yes, I agree with you. And I'm glad you say that. And for anybody else out there who's going to listen to this and who will be listening and is in a situation like that, please, yes, believe a guy when he tells you that I'm not ready to settle down or I'm not ready to be in a situation because you don't want to get your feelings hurt. Because, if, you know, 
you do continue to get to know him on a deeper level and you continue to get closer with him and establish a rapport. And he's still telling you that he doesn't want to be in a relationship. Your feelings indeed are going to be hurt because you're feeling like one thing and you want to be in a serious thing, but he doesn't want that. And a lot of times girls will be like, Oh no, like I'll change his mind. I can, I can, I can, I, yeah, they think they can change his mind or they're like, you know what? I can handle it. It's okay. And then they, they get themselves hurt. (laughs) <laughs> because yeah. they thought that they could be strong enough to deal with the fact that like he's not ready to settle down so believe him like you can't make him change his mind now like you were saying like he marks off all your all your checks on your lists he's checked <laughs> off <laughs> on your list as far as everything you're looking for in a guy that's great and I, I feel like if you think that's really the person for you I would say okay maybe like go with the process but don't just don't force anything. Yeah. I feel like when you force stuff, that's when you get your feelings hurt. Cause then you, on the flip side of that, you have other guys who just want to mess around and they're like, yeah. I like you. I like you. You're the good girl, but they're young. They're just not ready to settle down. They want to continue to date around. And then you yeah. have this good girl or whatever. That's like, no, like, why can't we be in a relationship? It's fine. Like I'll just talk yeah. to you, but then they get upset and they're trying to force him to do stuff. And then that's when just things really start to become, complicated so believe no, a guy when he's like i'm not trying to settle down <laughs> no and, and that's what i said like it was like dang i want to hate you but i respect you for saying that like you right know because you it would be a jackass move if he didn't tell you that and he got you really right. invested and led you on that would be a whole different story so no i respect the fact that he's man enough to be honest to say that because some guys aren't they'll just be yeah, like definitely. they'll just, just string you, you around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. I've been, you know, eating eating Girl Scout cookies, watching all the romance <laughs> movies on the queue. You asked what I've been doing during this quarantine. That's where I'm at. <laughs> but like, I feel like I feel like genuinely, like last year, if you would have asked me, I had a lot going on. Like, I feel like you know, like I like this other boy, and he was doing the same thing, but he didn't tell me. You know, well, he did tell me. I just didn't listen. But I was waiting, 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 getting my feelings hurt. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it was like why is this happening and it was like dang like i feel like i had to go through that to literally know what i know now like now my feelings are hurt but like i can get up in the morning you know like i can go <laughs> do stuff be productive like i don't need you to be happy want to but like it's it's it, it, it literally is what it is like there's no point crying over something i cannot control right um and then, you know, and that's okay. You flip the script and you take the power back because once you start to focus on yourself and you do your own thing, then that person will start to realize like, oh my God, like this person is really a great catch. Like this is really the person I know I need to be with and they'll realize. But at the end of the day, you're not just going to be, you have to let them know or at least show through your actions that like, I'm just not going to be sitting around waiting on you. If another person comes up and we happen to be a match, then, you know, it is right. what it is. And you're right, going to have to accept that like if you know I'm something great then you better come you better come on like they'll start to realize that when you're focused you know doing your own thing (laughs) yeah no definitely and it's like I got shit to do like it's fine if I'm gonna worry about somebody you might as well live in this town you live eight eight hours away I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to what I'm doing Oh my gosh, I meant to ask you, are you still having your brunch with all this stuff going on? I know my mom bought a ticket for me and her, and I really was excited to go. You know what? I'm just, um, I'm playing it day by day. 
and by okay. ear just kind of following, you know, the news and what's happening and what's going on. Okay, wait a I now. might, I possibly might um, postpone it, but I haven't made the decision yet. I, I'm just really trying to see when all this clears up. It's, it's really hard to say yeah. right now. <laughs> but that makes sense. We don't know. It just, things continue to kind of just escalate and get worse, you know, in each state, yeah. each city. Like there's almost, you know, thousands and thousands of new cases of this virus or people testing positive for the virus. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'll keep people in the loop of what's going on with that. I'm contemplating going back and forth if I'm just going to postpone it to a later date or continue with the date. I'll let you guys know. I just don't know for sure yet. Okay. <laughs> I, will keep no, no, no. I, I was just thinking about, I know it's on my calendar. So I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. And I'm excited because this is our, this is our very first event. And I'm like, of course, when things are going right and you feel like you have your life together and you have all these plans, God laughs at you. Yeah. <laughs> God really <laughs> does laugh at you when you make plans <laughs> and do something like, uh, no, you thought you were going to do this. So I don't know you guys like, <laughs> but it's okay. I it's let okay. You guys you, know. I'll keep you posted. You're going to have it regardless. Postponed is better than canceled. Right. And it'll be fun right. whenever it is. Right. Right. And then, you know, and I'd rather do it the right way instead of try to rush anyways yeah. with just everything that's going on. Because I know people are sick. I know people are dealing with loved ones. And this hits home for so many different people. Definitely. So I can respect that. So which is why I, which is why I am considering postponing. Because I understand it's a lot yeah. going on. People yeah. are juggling a lot right now. You know, trying Definitely. to stay healthy, trying to make sure they don't get sick, trying to protect their loved ones and, you know, keeping their finances in order. I, I understand it. It's a very challenging <laughs> time and a time of uncertainty in this country. Yeah. There's, <laughs> right. a, yeah, there's a lot going on. But okay, that's excited. Well, whenever you do have it, I will be in attendance and it's going to be fun. <laughs> yes, I'm excited for that so what else is um on your mind what else is it that you want to talk about <laughs> to be i'm going to be completely honest with the audience out there uh when people would say like you know i'm depressed really ignorantly just because i would never experienced i'd be like just be happy like you know never really <laughs> had it like what are you depressed about but i feel like you know just going through school and going through life and stuff um I don't really have issues with, well, not say depression, but like anxiety, I guess. So I feel like okay. I get really anxious. Like I am an overthinker. Like to the point, Leandra, I'm so serious. I don't sleep well at night. Like there hasn't been one night where I can just go to bed at 11 and wake up at seven. Like every single night, two, three, four, I'm up just thinking, like stressing myself out. Um, yeah. and, and I feel like this quarantine has really been helpful just because. Like, like you said, just trying to find things that are important and kind of trying to figure out, like, what my next move is. And like we said, like, the social media and stuff, so like it all just kind of goes hand in hand. I feel like it's a competition. And I know, like, the things that I want in life, like, I know I one day want to be able to afford on my complete own a nice home. You know, like, things like that, just, just like my own little goals. And I feel like I'm not there yet. And this has kind of put me on pause. But I feel like like for anybody that has anxiety or depression or just anything going on, and, and I know like even like counseling services are closed right now. Like people that usually see therapists cannot see therapists. Um, 
I just like, you know, like, 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 like this is a time to really just reflect. And, and if you need any coping methods, like it is okay if you're overeating or if you're watching too much Netflix or, you know, like, you know, just kind of doing things maybe you wouldn't do if you had a job and had stuff to do, priorities and responsibilities going outside. I feel like just for me, myself, like I'm kind of really hard on myself um, and, and, and just kind of feel like I need to be on point all the time. But for anybody else going through stuff, like it is okay to not know what to do right now. Like, I don't know. I just feel like with me, it's just kind of been like a little roller coaster. Like, oh my God, I don't have work. I don't have this. I don't have money. Like, you know, but so it could be so much worse. Um, so like for anybody going through anything or, you know, just kind of anxious about what the future is going to hold, like it is okay. Take it a day at a time. Watch the show. Order what you got to order online. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That was a little rant. <laughs> No, but I'm glad that you're, I'm glad that you're honest because you're not the only one who might be dealing with anxiety or, um, you know, depression. I deal with anxiety and, you know, things like that. And I know there's a lot of other people and it's, you know, interesting that you bring this up, especially during a time period like this. Um, it's easy to kind of get down and out and to get sad and depressed because you're stuck in the house. And this is the yeah. time to really check up on people who may um, suffer from anxiety or depression yeah. or mental health issues. But I will say if you are somebody who struggles with that, make sure that you're using your scoping, your um, coping skills, make sure that you're using the resources that you have, or if you normally do talk to a therapist or anything, anybody like that, you're, checking in and if you're still a person kind of who's kind of hasn't come out and hasn't been comfortable expressing that you do struggle from mental health don't be afraid to come out because believe it or not there's so many of us who struggle yeah with anxiety or depression or things of that nature and this is especially during a time period like this is it's like it's very crucial it's very important to stay healthy yeah. So, you know, don't hide behind that yeah. because you're scared. Definitely. No, definitely. No, but that's a really good point. Like, I'm glad that you brought this up because along with people who are sick, along with people who've lost their job and stuff, you do have those people out there who are just struggling um, mentally. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And home isn't always a safe place for everybody. You know, like, it's just kind of been eye-opening. It is. It is. So what's going to be the first thing that you do once this is all over? Oh, say no more. <laughs> oh, like, my God. I'm, I'm, going- I'm trying to think, like, where am I going? I feel like I should just go on vacation for the next whole year after that. Definitely. Where am I not going? Um, This is definitely the time right. to book a flight. But the first, 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 first place I'm going is the Taqueria here in Ripon. I need tacos. I I. I don't know. I'm going to this canned food in the house, whatever. I'm going to the Mexican restaurant down the road. Um, but like you said, I'm about to book a trip because this is literally the time. I'm going to take the opportunity. <laughs> no, and oh, that's a, and that's a good point. Like, because you know, flight prices and everything are down now. Obviously, oh, yeah. we can't go anywhere. But this is actually really the time to book it, and then you this just save it for later use. You just save. Yes. You purchase your flights, and then you just save it for a later time. Where I mean, your the deals place. are crazy right now. <laughs> Where is your first place you're going? Oh my gosh, girl. I don't know. I was actually supposed to be going to Carnival. Um, oh, shut late. up. Yeah, I was supposed to be going to Carnival later 
this year in the summer, but I don't know how that's going to work out. I, I had to postpone. Oh, no. I, I had to post. I was supposed to go in July. And so I had that all planned out. And I, you know, my grandmother, her birthday actually was this month. And we actually had planned like a little San Diego trip Aww. for her birth. I know for her birthday, but due to this virus, everything just was canceled. So oh, no. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what? Just pay me enough to live next yeah. year. I don't want to go to work. Just pay me enough so I can just be, everybody should be able to just travel the whole year next year because right. of just how okay. painful <laughs> this year is. 2020 just did not start off good for me. It you is. know, I had the, the, the Kobe Bryant news and I'm still that kind of trying to me. cope with that. Like, that's still a struggle dealing with that because I find myself just sitting around sometimes thinking about that. And then, like, several weeks yeah. later, we're dealing with this virus. So, 2020 just has not been the year. No, and it's only March. That's the thing. Right. Right. Yeah, hopefully mm-hmm. it'll all turn around. I pray that it will. You know, and... I just want to stress that the social distancing is very important. United States has the most cases out of all the states or out of all the countries that have had positive cases. United yeah. States has the most and the virus didn't even start here. It started in China, but the thing is they were, they're a lot more strict, stricter in those countries. People yeah. here, some people here are not taking the social distancing and you know, self- isolation. No, serious. So if we want the spread to stop, people need to keep their asses at home unless it's for essentials or unless you're going on a walk or you're doing things with people you're already quarantined in the house. Yeah, when, it's not that deep. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, because if we continue to get positive cases every day, it's not going to stop. They're not going to like open up these businesses. They're not going to let us go out and do the things we want to do. We'll have fun, whatever it is until there's no more positive cases. And that's not the case. <laughs> that's not the case right now. Every day there's a new case because people just can't keep their asses <laughs> inside. And I was thinking about yeah. those kids or whatever who are out spring breaking. I'm like, what are you doing out spring breaking? And then a couple of days later, all these new cases in Florida. So it's nuts. It is. Hopefully we will get through this. I'm hoping we'll be out by April. I really I really am. Girl, um, I hope so because my birthday is in May and I would really like to come out and play <laughs> for my birthday. Like it's just it's, it's too much. <laughs> Can't deal with it. Yeah, we got stuff to do. Right. And I just I was saying the other day, I'm like, I feel so bad for people who've had like birthdays the last couple of days or weeks. Oh, yeah, like, there's, <laughs> there's nothing to do. No, my best friend, um, she lives in Los Angeles, um, and she always makes it for my birthday in December. Like, no matter what I'm doing, she's like, oh, my birthday, you know, I want to go here, want to go here, da, 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 as far as we close. Then it was like, um, she's like, I mean, I'm just going to have a hard house party. And then the day before, they were like, LA, Lockdale, don't come. Da, da, da. So I called her, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm not coming, right? <laughs> like, I'm not getting sick. She's like, oh, okay. So it's like, I feel for people, like, you know, it's, it, it, your birthday is your day, but we not, I'm hoping, you know, these next months we can celebrate for everybody who did not get to be celebrated in, in March because it's just not worth it. But the longer people out and about hanging out, 
the longer this is going to go on, people aren't listening. People aren't taking it seriously. You're messing everybody else up. Right, girl. You know, me, and that's one thing I'm, I should just have. And that's what I was saying that I was telling you. I don't know if I'm going to continue to No, I was responding to your question. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do about the event. But it, like on the flip side, I was thinking like, well, if all this does end by July, people will be inch, itching to come out the house. People would go crazy to get to any type of event. It doesn't matter what it is to finally feel like they're free. <laughs> yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> right? So, I don't know. Like, all I know is if this stops by May, all of y'all are invited. Even if I don't know you. I feel like I should have some big... <laughs> yeah, you should. Coronavirus <laughs> is over bash. <laughs> you will get some type out. of bash to celebrate. <laughs> right? To celebrate that we indeed survived this. Because... I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot. But yeah, May, I I need to be out of this house by next week. So. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I think and people are just losing, people are losing their minds too as well. Because you really oh, just definitely. start to see the the stupidity that comes out in people. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't like, I don't understand. Not like the other day, the other day I went to the grocery store, or whatever. And let me tell you, like, even going to the grocery store gives me anxiety. Cause I am like, oh, yeah. Hey, I don't fucking know if you were around somebody else who had the virus. Like I'm trying to get in and out of this fucking <laughs> grocery store as fast right. as I can. Like this one guy was like walking all up on me. I'm like, even if we weren't dealing with this pandemic, like I feel like respect, space and boundaries Back like up. you know there's no reason that like you have to be that close to me and you have to be breathing that right. hard or spitting in my face <laughs> i'm just like dude especially during this time you know people on edge like please like scoot back, back and then the, i don't understand the whole right i don't understand the whole toilet paper thing like some of us oh, out there need yeah. toilet paper to fucking wipe our asses like come on yeah, people man, too much, bro. This just I shows just, me, like you said earlier, true <laughs> colors. They said stay in the house for two weeks, and you people lost your damn mind. Because <laughs> I went, where did I? I had to go to the fucking dollar store to just get toilet paper, and we all know that dollar store, like their toilet paper rolls. There's hardly <laughs> any fucking toilet paper on the damn roll. It is. Roll. <laughs> it, is <laughs> it will last you for like two days, and yeah, so. Definitely. The um somebody runs into the store and they're like, "Do you have toilet paper? Do you have toilet paper?" And so they didn't know when they were gonna get the rush at the dollar mm-hmm. store. So they were just restocking everything. Like the truck literally had just pulled up to the store, mm-hmm. and the guy was like, "Yeah, we didn't know. We didn't. They opened at nine o'clock, and so I got there right at nine o'clock because I'm like, I'm not coming any later because it's just gonna be wild madness." Right. So the guy was like, "Yeah, we didn't know when to expect the rush. They open at nine o'clock." And they're like, oh, we're keeping the toilet paper at the front near the clerk. Mm-hmm. But it, we're only, but there's a limit on it. You can only have one. This oh, lady one? starts running. Yeah, this lady starts running, like literally running through the store. All these people start bum rushing each other to, to get to the clerk to get the toilet really? paper. And I'm just like, this is, I'm like, this is not that serious. People relax. It's not. 
You're, you're like fine. running. <laughs> and the lady's like at the store. Um, excuse me, ma'am. There's no running in the store, please. I'm just <laughs> like, this is so this it's is like, just so ridiculous. Like, <laughs> nah, I just he- literally had to walk walk the other way because I, I promise you, people are going to lose their mind and I'm going to be the one to end up to push somebody or slap somebody because they're pushing me out the way to get to something. Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> I don't like, know. I just, like, it's I just a said, foot race for toilet paper. And the, the thing about it is they're keeping the essential places over. So if everybody would just relax. The stores wouldn't run out of things that quick because they're going to restock anyways. So it's like, there's no rush because they're still letting you go out the house for those essential things. Right. Like in the, the grocery stores aren't going anywhere. So I don't, I just, the toilet paper madness is, it's, it's something else. Like this is just going to be a hell of a story to tell like your grandchildren one day. <laughs> Yeah, no, it really is. You see, people are going to learn about history books, all that. It's crazy. Right, we're living, like, yes, we're living proof of this. Like, really? What was that time period like? I'm like, hell? Don't fucking <laughs> remind me of what, what happened in 2020. Dang, it's really how we started off the new decade. It's wild. Yeah, a new decade at that. It's just, it's too much. And I refuse to get a TikTok. I won't be doing that. I'm sorry. I'm not like, doing that either, boy. If I hear I'm a savage, bougie, <laughs> ratchet, boy, boy, child, I will throw this computer. I swear to God. Yes, like, nobody's going to want to ever hear those songs, like, ever oh again. Because it just reminds you of this time period. And it's so funny because I... I'm, I'm getting too old. 30 is soon approaching. And I can, <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time keeping up with some of these social media platforms. Like, it took me the longest time to ever get a Twitter and to get on Instagram. And people had to do, like, some heavy convincing for me to ever get on those platforms. And if it wasn't for what I do with media and stuff like that, I don't even know if I would really have all these social media <laughs> right. platforms. And then it's just the times we live in where we rely heavily on technology. Like that's how we communicate. That's how we talk to people about our careers, our jobs, like technology just has just come such a long way. And people almost don't know how to function like without it. That's how the world fucking operates down there. (laughs) So if it wasn't, if we weren't forced to like communicate that way, like I probably wouldn't be on some of these platforms. (laughs) To tell you the truth. Well, yeah, and there's been times when, like, even like at UNR, like I was in a journalism class, and they were like, "Tweet this." I'm like, I don't want to, you know, like, <laughs> right? I don't have a Twitter. Like, it's literally like you, you kind of have to have it to keep up with every job application. What's your Instagram handle? Why? Like, it's just it's so different. No, yeah, I'm telling you, it's just I, I don't know. I, a lot of people can't function without it. Some people are just trying to keep up with it and they're barely keeping up <laughs> oh, with yeah, technology. Because if you don't keep up with technology, you really will be lost and people it will get ahead of you hey, if hey. you don't keep up with some of the stuff. <laughs> Definitely. That's going on. No, really. You really will be left behind. It, it's, it's just, it's too much. <laughs> That's crazy. Dang. Have you been watching any new shows? Oh, okay. So I have watched a couple new shows. I watched um, 20s 
Um, I think that's Lena. Morning. I forgot her last name. It's on BET. Oh, Lena, okay. um, you've heard of her, right? Lena, what's her last I, name? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, let me. I'm like typing it in. Lena. Yeah, now it's gonna bother me. <laughs> right, <laughs> like I'm like typing in her name to figure out her name. It's a really good show, and so it's about a show about these three black women who okay. are living in Los Angeles, and they're trying to just pretty much figure out their lives, figure out how to navigate their careers and their love lives and their relationships. So one of the leading characters is actually this, um, she's this gay girl. So like, she's like the lead character. And then she has like two straight best friends. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting because we've, we've seen a lot of kind of different stories where it's about young black people in their twenties or whatever it is, or just black people period who are trying to navigate through life and trying to figure out their careers and their love life. But Mm -hmm. it's from the perspective of, a gay woman and kind of mm-hmm. the hurdles that you have to kind of deal with, not only being a black woman, but, be, but being a black gay woman who's comfortable with her, you know, sexuality and is comfortable right. being open about who she is. So oh, on that okay. aspect of it, I think it's kind of genius that she's approaching it from that perspective. Because, because we have insecure. It's almost somewhat similar to that, but then, you're kind of focusing on some of the things that happen in the black community and the right. LGBTQ community as well. But it's really good. I just started it the other day. Um, there's more like it's currently airing now. So I just caught up. I, I caught up to about the sixth episode and I think this week they'll air like the new episode or whatever, but right. it's really good. You should check that out. Um, okay. It's Lena. Where is it? Lena Waith. And she's actually the one who produced um, Slim. Was it Queen and Slim? Yeah. Ooh, okay. I like that movie. Did you like that movie? Yeah, I did. The I ending, did, yeah. I was so heated, though, oh, for the ending. I cried like a baby. <laughs> that oh, ending pissed God. me off. The ending <laughs> pissed me off. But what it made me realize is it's, it's, always, it's always your own people. Yeah, and I was sitting there like, if they don't do a quick little light jog to that plane, I was, oh my god, yeah, that was. It's always, I was like, really? Because I like, I knew when he drove off like that fast. I said something's not right, and I, I didn't like want it to just end like that where they just got shot and that was it. I thought they would at least get on the helicopter and make it across the ocean. <laughs> Something. I was like, really? Something. Oh, that. Yeah, that 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 was that blew my shit. Oh, that's that Queen of Sun. That was a good movie, though. And then you know, I finished Power. That's one of my shows. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Pa- yeah, Power was interesting, like with the whole ending and stuff. I liked the ending. It, girl, yeah, the ending was crazy. Um, if you haven't watched Power, this is like the perfect time to start it from the very beginning. You have hard. nothing but time. <laughs> you have nothing but time. Definitely. Do you Insecure. watch... Um, oh, Insecure will be back April 7th. That's April all 7th, you had to say. <laughs> yes, Insecure, Insecure, that's my show. So I love funny. Issa Rae. I love Issa Rae. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I I love Issa Rae. I'm excited. It's like the wait, the drought for Insecure has been way too long. I know Issa has had so many different projects going on, 
But mm-hmm. the weight, oh my God, like the suspense oh, has killed oh. me. <laughs> did you see her in that new movie? The, um, oh, the I did with, uh, yes, with uh, Lakeith Stansfield. Yes. Yes. I did, with, did you not like that? Like no. You okay, you know what? This is what I will say. <laughs> I want I my did not like, <laughs> I did not like the ending. That pissed me off, the ending. Because I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, so we're sitting here this whole time, like, sitting here watching this love story or whatever take place and then it's just like the suspense suspense okay what's gonna happen up and so you build it all the way up to yeah. just end it like that like what <laughs> no too you saying the end i'm talking about the whole movie i their <laughs> chemistry i don't know they were kissing and i was like Ugh. like i just, i just thought like that movie oh i didn't I didn't like the ending. I thought it was good. I liked the black representation in there. I liked the soundtrack and all that. But the ending pissed me off. Yes, the ending just pissed me off. I don't know. I feel like Mm -hmm. there was mixed reviews for that movie. Yeah, people either literally (laughs) liked it or they did not. The ending pissed me off. I was just like, what the hell? Yeah, I was like, that's it? Are you kidding me? I I looked around the theater. I said, there must be a trailer, something coming. (laughs) Because... I that just, I don't, I, I just feel like for a movie like that, you can't leave it open ended. Yeah, definitely. Um, because you're sitting there like building up to what's supposed to happen next, and then you're just like, oh, yeah, we're just gonna go and watch this basketball game or this baseball game or go to this concert. Like, it was weird. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't good. You can say it. It wasn't good. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> and she's supposed. Like she's supposed to be in this other um this other movie, like I think it's like with this Indian guy, but I don't know if I'm gonna go see that one. Oh, or not. But, <laughs> yeah, she's supposed to be in another one, but I'm just like insecure. Bring insecure. Yeah, no, insecure. <laughs> Bro, yeah, two year wait. That was oh my god, she did not Girl, have to right. do that. It's painful. It like is. everybody's then, just like and then I think that that thing to come back. in like three hours. No, no, no. Very. It's easy to finish stuff that quick. And then another one I watch is On My Block. I absolutely love that show. Shut I up, love because it. that's what I'm watching right now. I'm on season oh, two. Which season? Two. Oh yes, you're gonna once you fi- um once you figure out how it ends, you're gonna be like, oh my, you're gonna go crazy. You're gonna be like, oh really? my god. Yes. Okay, yeah. And it's, I, I and it's only eight episodes. The second season, which sucks, but oh, it is. Yeah, it's only eight. Oh, but they tonight. And then um, All American. That's another one. I love All American. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like All American. And did you finish the uh, second season? Yeah, I, I watched it like on live TV. Oh, on CW. Up, okay. up. Yeah. Um, I ca- I tried to keep up with the CW because they don't have an app for smart TV, so I would like watch it on my phone. But Netflix, right. after the season airs, they they put it on Netflix, and so yeah. I just finished the last couple episodes, and I was just like, oh, my yeah, because it just ended intense. on TV last week, and now it's yeah. on Netflix. So I was like, I should have just waited because I don't like waiting a week for an episode. I'd be like, that's it. I was like, this is intense. This is getting yeah. real good. So that's my show. I absolutely love. Um, on my block it's just so funny but what cracks me up about some of these shows is it's like you have these adult people playing like teenagers <laughs> yeah like they're like 40 years old playing a 15 year old <laughs> so it's always i always just want to ask like people who are like actual adults in real life who play teenagers like what is that experience life like <laughs> like 
how do you like put like put on your inner teenager like are you just channeling what you were like as a teenager or like what is that no like Spencer Spencer in All American that is a 40 year old man I don't care what they say his birthday is that man is 40 talking about we have to win the championship you need to get a job that is so funny and I was telling my sister or I had posted the other day. I was just like, see, you got these teenage girls getting excited about these grown ass men in these, these TV shows pretending to be teenagers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is <That's> so foul. <laughs> <laughs> that is so foul. It is. But those are my shows. Um, absolutely love the cast of um, On My Block and All American. Like, I would love to interview some of those, some of the, those people from that oh, cast. Definitely. Like, <laughs> So if you're listening, yes, I would like to interview with you. <laughs> but yes, those are my shows. Those are the shows um, I'm watching. And then another one that's pretty good. It's on Netflix. It's called Atypical. And it's about this. Yeah, it's about this autistic, um, this high functioning autistic boy and just kind of him trying to like live his na- his life and navigate through um, high school. I think he's like a junior and he's like the oldest or whatever out of two in his family. So it's just about him trying to get through life and the challenges that he goes through and him kind of wanting to be more independent and his family kind of trying to connect with him. And then his mom kind of trying to accept the fact that he's getting older and he's going to want to like kind of do things on his own because he's so high functioning. But when I tell you the humor in that, like you have to be one of a kind to understand the humor in that show it's not for everybody like some people might not get the humor but it's funny to me because i worked with autistic students and just some of the inner just some of the interactions and just how they communicate with one another and some of the things they say it can be really funny like at times depending on what type of student you're working with Mm -hmm. but it's hilarious just some of the things he say like coming from like a autistic person it's hilarious it's good like you should check it out it's it's okay that'll be that'll be my next one i think that's the third season but atypical it's i like it it's really good like i said some people just don't have the humor for certain <laughs> or don't understand certain humor <laughs> i'm gonna check it out because i need like, like you said we've got nothing but time so <laughs> <laughs> right so those are some those are some good shows to check out um that's what i'm on right now and then of course i watch my reality tv as well so I'm trying to get out of reality TV. I'd be watching it and I'm like, I need to turn this crap off. <laughs> but I'm going to turn it up. You're like, this is not stimulating my brain. This is so it's bad. <laughs> this is so bad for me. I, I know it, but it's like my guilty pleasure. I, I love me some love and hip hop, black yeah. ink, yeah. housewives. I watch it all. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, hip hop. <laughs> we be doing so much. I love it. But you know what? You know what? Like for love and hip hop, um, I well, I feel like a lot of reality TV today is it's so staged. It's like it's not authentic. I'm like, this is so damn staged. There is no damn way that there's not jack shit in your house right now. <laughs> like you walk into a house, yeah, it's just a couch. doing too much. Then they be like. She was my best friend. But I'm going to go to this event and ask her how she really feels. I'm like, what? <laughs> but then you know I'm going to have to tune in on Monday night and record it to see what happens. 
No, exactly. So <laughs> it's it's just I just watch it for pure entertainment because it's not it's like fake. It's not real. Yeah, it is reality. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> reality TV has changed a lot. No, definitely. You watch the Kardashians? I used to, but I stopped watching them because they just piss me off. <laughs> yeah, they're. I feel more bad about watching them than than Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. I used to watch it, but I, I stopped supporting them. I just, I was like, I can't champion some of the shit that they do. And just yeah. when it comes to the cultural appropriation and just some of the other stuff, I'm like, I'm, I'm through with you guys. Yeah, so, definitely. <laughs> definitely. No, you're right. I stopped watching them a long time ago. Oh, good for you. I, 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 I'm not going to lie, though. I do watch Jersey, Jersey, Jersey Shore. So <laughs> some people are like, you watch Jersey Shore? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do watch Jersey Shore and people probably be shocked that I watch that, but <laughs> for some reason it's entertaining to me and I watch it. So, <laughs> so those are some of my shows. Those are good. <laughs> those are good. Have you seen Pose? Yes. Have I seen, say it again? Pose. You said Poe? Pose. Mm-mm. Who's in that? Oh my God. He needs to watch it. Billy Porter. Um, it's like a bunch of new actors. It's about like the seventies and the eighties. Um, it's about like drag queens and black gay people, but like, but like there's okay. more of a storyline to it. You know what I mean? Like that's not like just what it's about. Mm-hmm. But that's usually that's who it pertains. So it's about their their perspective. Like you know when HIV and AIDS was coming out and there was no cure. Well, there's still no cure, but like you know what I mean. Um, and they had all this stuff mm-hmm. going on. It is so good. Oh my gosh! And I don't know where I can watch oh, the second season, but it's on Netflix. Watch it tonight, like the whole season. Watch it because it is so good. Okay, yeah, you'll have to text me. Yeah, and remind I me. definitely will. Pose, so good. Okay, That's yeah, good I'll show. definitely check. I'll definitely check that out. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm learning a whole lot. Learning about a whole lot of different shows or watching stuff that I probably wouldn't watch if we weren't <laughs> <laughs> stuck in the house. Definitely. So, oh, <laughs> shut up! You need to watch Good Girls. What is it called? Good girl. Oh, I do. You watch Good Girl. That's a good. That's a good one. That's yeah, right. I do. And the third, the third season will be back very soon. And I didn't like it. That's the thing. I did. I, I didn't think I'd like it. You did starting it. Off, starting off. Starting off. Starting off. I was like, "What is this?" My friend put. It, I'm like, "What is this?" <laughs> It kind of it kind of starts off slow. It does. You got to give it a couple of episodes to really get into it. Mm-hmm. Like so, for anybody who starts with like, "What is this?" Like, oh, I'm like, I'm gonna skip on it. No, don't. No, I promise you, that good. show is good. It is it's good. Rio is. It's so funny. Yeah, it is fun. funny too. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> oh, he'd be like, "Rob a bank." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's a good one. That's that a show good, is good show. That's a good show. <laughs> that's another one that airs on a different network and then once the season is over yeah they put it on to netflix yeah no that one is good. that's a good show that's a good show yeah good oh my gosh good yeah i totally forgot about good girls i finished that one super quick super good like <laughs> super it was quick. a day and it was, it was done. <laughs> right that show was funny. i'm excited yeah i'm excited because the new season is coming back yeah definitely so i can't that's a good i show. can't wait for that this is so funny. So I'm scrolling on Instagram and it says, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you just ate. <laughs> That's not funny. You could have just said that to me. 
And I'm like, but you know what? That kind of applies to me because I'm just like, damn, I did just eat. Like, you're just stuck in the house. You're, you're like, what is my next meal? You're bored. What is my next meal going to be? Like, I'm not really hungry, but I'm eating these chips. Definitely. <laughs> and I ate everything I'm like, I'm already. Right. I'm like, right. You're like, you go to the store and then like two days later, all your quarantine snacks are gone. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I just made a five course dinner. No, and I'm already thinking about well, what am I going to eat? What am I going to eat later? I need to get out of this house. <laughs> not going to work. That's why I was like, I need to be active because, man, this is this is getting tough. This is getting real rough. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Something. Maybe go outside, do some jumping jacks. Something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is too damn funny. Um <laughs> Oh, I like this podcast thing. You just come on here and talk about life. It's so fun. Yes, you just talk. That, and that's the thing. Because for people who are kind of just getting into my podcast or who are just not listening, I wanted it to be an authentic conversation and just stuff that, like, is on your mind. So it just flows. Yes, there's times where I obviously talk about factual things. I talk about things that are going in the com- going on in the community. I talk about politics. I talk about sports. I talk about relationships travel whatever yes there's times where obviously shit gets real and we talk about like more serious topics but then there's times we're also just having fun Mm -hmm. so i kind of wanted it to be just a perfect balance right of the two and it's not just to talk about celebrities it's to talk about real shit and stuff that we experience like in our daily life so i don't i'm not always aiming to sell um to interview or talk to big name people granted I've had some really good guests who are either artists or people who are you know doing great in their career or thriving in their careers and they're well known but it's not just like I like to interview average people as well and people who have a a genuine story to tell that other regular everyday people can connect with yeah so that's why I always tell people like if you want to come on and there's something that you want to talk about and there's a message or you just want to chop it up with me you're free to do that, like, whenever. <laughs> definitely. Yes. You're going to definitely have to do it again. Yeah, most definitely. And it's, um, we're on, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. Um, some of our earlier work is on YouTube and SoundCloud, but yeah. I'll probably start to add more uh, visual content. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. But, yeah but yeah you guys check us out on whatever um platform you like or whatever is your preference in terms of listening to music and podcasts or you know whatever right <laughs> yeah yay i liked it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you guys make sure um you follow us and then um, you can hit us up at we peeped it first at gmail.com and then um you also can leave us a voice message you can call us I'll listen to your voice message or play it on the podcast and you can listen um, to that. But thank you so much. Um, it's a year for appearing on the show yeah. and chopping it up with me. It was fun. Like we'll definitely have to do it again. Or um, if there's something on your mind or something that's happened, don't be afraid to hit me up and we definitely can come on and yeah, record again. Definitely. That was so, <laughs> so, so, so fun. Thank you for having me. I miss talking to you. That was fun. Yes, of course, of course, of course. And um, I will send you the link and everything once I finish editing, which I'll probably try to get this episode out by Sunday. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'll post it.
Yeah, so you're listening to Lee Peeps It with the Topic Queen, and this is your girl with her legitimate perspective signing off until next time. Peace. Bye. Don't ever, ever forget we peeped it first.